RadioArchives.com presents Maker of Shadows by Jack Mann. Read for you by Milton Bagby. Maker of Shadows is one of the many Robert Weinberg Presents audiobooks available from RadioArchives.com. Chapter 1 Margaret Eilener Toward noon of its second day out from London, the Rolls Bentley Tourer, with no more load than its owner at the wheel, and his one big suitcase under the waterproof cover that protected the back half of the car, nosed its way over the border. For, in deference to the wishes of his father, General Sir George Green, the owner of the car had turned aside to spend a night as guest of the agent for the General's estate in Shropshire, and had planned his arrival at the home of the woman who had signed herself, Margaret Eilener, so as to allow for compliance with the parental request. Now, finding all well in Shropshire, he pursued his northward way, not a little curious as to what Margaret Eilener would be like. Both in its phrasing and its handwriting, her letter led him to expect a well-bred woman. The name of her house, the Rowans, on the other hand, appeared almost suburban, yet he reflected she might be located in a very forest of mountain ash trees. A few more hours would settle the point. Thus George Gordon Green, known among his intimates as G's, drove on, entered and left behind the industrial region of the Clyde, and lunched late at a wayside hostelry where, consulting his map, he found that he must soon abandon the first-class motorway he had so far followed and trust himself to roads of second-class, third-class, or even no class at all. Emerging from the inn, he stood on the doorstep for a brief while, contemplating the shining smoke-gray body and black wings of the long car, and half-questioning whether to go on, or to send a telegram from here, and write later to decline the lady's invitation to visit her at the Rowans, and there learn what service she wanted of him. Even as he felt the impulse, he knew that yielding to it was out of the question. The chill and gloom of the afternoon, in all probability, were responsible for this sudden distaste for whatever lay before him, and of what that might be he had yet no idea, for in writing to ask for a consultation with a view to employing him, Margaret Eilener, he did not even know if she were Miss or Mrs., had said nothing as to the nature of the employment, nor, although she had enclosed the two guineas which he demanded for an initial consultation, had she suggested or inquired about his fees. He was, as he would have himself expressed it, traveling blind. Her letter had made him curious enough to bring him thus far on the way to her, without inquiring as to her bona fides. He wished now that he had demanded more particulars of her before setting out. May was half over, and he left behind him blossoming chestnuts and hawthorn hedges, meadowlands starred with daisies and buttercups, cowslips and orchids, to stand here facing a sullen, even grim-looking stretch of peaty desolation, a plain bounded by low hills, on which stunted firs grew, mere blackish blurs against dun earth and grey rock. Even the breeze was harsh, unfriendly. It was not a likable land. The people of the inn were dour and silent, like their surroundings. They had not told him they were glad to get rid of him. He moved toward the car, a leanly active tall figure of a man, ugly, but pleasantly so, with unusually large though well-shaped hands, and with large feet, too, the confidential agency which he had set up after serving two years in the police force, 
was not yet two years old. Apart from minor inquiries, he had been engaged on four definite cases, and the Rolls Bentley had been only a part of his reward for the first of them. On the whole, he counted himself better off than his father, the general, and thus had permitted himself the luxury of this trip to the north on a vague and quite possibly unacceptable errand, out of curiosity, as to what this Margaret Islander was like. A gray reek came out of the west and dampened the air. As Jeeves drove on, he found that he had to set his windscreen wipers working, and soon the distant hills disappeared in the thickening haze, to show again as he neared them a blackish line under the gray sky. A shepherd and his collie appeared, and Jeeves drew up to inquire. "'I want to get to Brackmornalakin,' he said, as the man halted. "'Aye,' said the shepherd, and left it at that. "'Can you direct me, please?'